Hey, welcome back to the podcast. Today we're telling the story of Emirates Flight 521. Listen to the end to hear our listener song of the week. Link in the description. Thanks for listening. Wild. Well, we're we're back. So <laughs> we're here. Welcome. We are here. Yes. And welcome back to all of you, darlings. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we're um, doing a very recent story today. Oh, okay. So we're doing Emirates 521. Hmm. All right. And uh, this, story, this story happened on uh, August 3rd, 2016. Okay. So definitely absolutely no smoking on planes. Not a single smoke <laughs> on a single plane. Maybe some private none. planes, but none commercial. Yeah, I'll definitely I'll I'll bring a bunch of like owl brand grape cigars on a plane if anybody out there has like a private plane who would yes. let us do that. But yeah, All for the brand. So not All a for single. Right. It is it's Emirates, so I I presume that there are smoking lounges at both of these airports. Yeah. So okay. You ready for this? So do it. Thuruvananthapuram. Thuruvananthapuram Mm -hmm. is an airport in India. And I practice saying it a thousand times. I love it. So I practiced it because I've been a terrible friend to Aaron from mini (laughs) air crash investigation. And I want him to be proud of me. So I was like, okay, I'm going to get this right. So this plane is flying from... Thuruvananthapuram to Dubai, <laughs> much easier go. to say. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Dubai is obviously the um, hub for Emirates. So uh, we have a beautiful 777, which I think of as my plane because it's the plane that we flew uh, in and out of JFK for JAL. Uh, so it's, you know, one of the planes that I'm the most familiar with in the way that I'm familiar with planes, which is like the inside. Right. <laughs> and like, you know, um, and it's a 13 year old, like a nice middle aged queen, like nothing, <laughs> you know, nothing wrong with yeah, her. Yeah, right in the middle. Beautiful triple seven. Yeah, right in the middle. Life is long. Life is long. So uh, the uh, plane today, middle of the summer, probably a trillion degrees. We're going from Thiruvananthapuram uh, to Dubai. We have 320, no, 300 even. My handwriting is atrocious, guys. <laughs> 300 uh, souls on board. So we've got 282 passengers, 16 crew, two pilots. So this is a full plane. Like this is a, this is a, very full you know lots of people on board uh i guess depending on their layout but i think emirates famously has like a lot of first class and business class so i don't reckon they're stuffing people onto planes um the uh captain is unnamed (laughs) so i do not know what his name is um which i guess is probably nice for him because he's on the show and uh jeremy (laughs) is the first officer (laughs) so and jeremy is very much named and he's an australian who had only been flying with emirates for like two years uh the captain um has like lots of experience 15 years with emirates like he's yeah like an experienced guy and uh the plane takes off at 10 30 ish in the morning and uh no problems heads out uh, leaving the last time I'll be able to say this, Thuruvananaparam uh, to Dubai <laughs> is two and a half hours. So not even a long flight. Quick little thing. Nothing. Right. So uh, they are headed toward Dubai and everything's fine. Everything's fine. Nothing's wrong. Plane works well. Experienced pilots. Experienced crew in the back. Little two and a half hours. Nothing. Headed straight there. And uh, two hours and 25 minutes later, uh, we're coming in toward Dubai. We're getting ready to land. So uh, there's a system that we haven't talked about before. There's like a lot of, um, we're going to talk a lot about like the systems of planes today. Like a lot of them are going to come up. So um, have we ever talked about the ATIS system? 
A-T-I-S. It sounds a little bit familiar, but I will need a refresher for sure. There's so many. So especially they all start with A because it's all like, (laughs) you know, but uh, it's the automatic terminal info system. So it's a pretty, it's a really solid idea. It works really well. What it is, is um, like a little, somebody in the air traffic control office or really anywhere can record a short uh, message with the most updated weather. And so they can say like, you know, winds at 12 knots from the southeast, clear skies, 10 miles visibility, whatever. They can just say that and um, it'll just run on a loop until there's an update. And then they'll re-record another message with the update. And what they do is they'll say, you know, the the like whatever, the weather update, you know, it's good, it's bad, whatever. And then they'll say a letter of the alphabet using the phonetic alphabet. So that way, when the pilots talk to a person at air traffic control for the first time, they'll confirm with air traffic control the letter of the weather report that they got. So then air traffic control will know if they've heard the most recent weather or if they need an update. So it's like a very good system, right? It, it takes, you know, the pressure off uh, air traffic control a little bit. Um, so as the pilots are coming in closer to Dubai, they flip on, they flip the radio over to the uh, ATIS system and uh, the system reports that uh, they're on Zulu. So the last uh, letter there, it's gone through 26 already. So it's the last letter of the alphabet. They get the Zulu ATIS message and it says uh, wind shear warning is part of that message. I know we've talked a little bit about wind shear and um, better people can give better explanations, but the most basic piece of it is it's a sudden change in the wind that will like uh, that a when you're if you're flying, through the air the wind is going to suddenly change direction Mm. in like a pretty intense way right like it matters it happens yeah it matters because you know uh obviously pilots are flying through the air so the wind matters a lot (laughs) and if there's like a sudden change they really need to be prepared for that um so like for example if like they're taking off Right. And there's like a couple of scary stories about wind shear in like a big storm system that's pushing straight down or straight up. And obviously that's very dangerous. Um, a more common kind of wind shear would be like a just a sudden directional change on like the vertical axis, meaning um, maybe they're taking off and into a headwind, which is nice. Right. And then suddenly it becomes a tailwind. And what that would do is suddenly like the plane's going to be going way faster because they had the engines like revved to take off into you know, resistance right. into the the wind. And now all of a sudden there's a tailwind pushing them. So all of a sudden they're going way faster and stuff like that. So Oof. they need this data. It's not good news. Hearing wind shear is not good news, but they're professional pilots. Right. Our unnamed boy has been doing this for a long time. Like they're good. Jeremy's not new to this. Like they're fine. They can handle it. They're good. The airport's open. We're fine. We're fine. So they get the message. They hear wind shear and they're like, okay, we got to be ready. A uh, little bit scary but a normal part of their job. As they get a little closer, they contact uh, air traffic control, talk to a person, they confirm that they got the Zulu weather report, and uh, they are descending through 16,000 feet at this point. So they're coming in for their landing at 12.17 local time. So uh, they're coming up. Just We're going to keep track of the timeline just a little bit here. Um, it's pretty busy at Dubai. Um, Dubai is an extremely busy airport in general, and this is smack in the middle of the day. Lots of action going on at the airport, right? Uh, So they are uh, finally chatting with air traffic control. Air traffic control directs them toward uh, the runway that they're meant to land on. Now, as they're heading in at 12.29, right? So they're like descending slowly toward the runway at 1229 a plane has to initiate a go around right so sometimes that's called toga meaning takeoff go around and that's related to a system 
Um, so it, a plane that was trying to land on the runway that they were headed for had to reject the runway mm. and, or pardon me, had to abort the landing and uh, take off again. So the wind shear that they were talking about affected the pilots ahead of them on a plane uh, severely enough that they couldn't land. They had to go back around. Right. Uh, and it's Dubai. It's the middle of the day. So they got people landing every two minutes. So 1229, somebody had to go around 1231. The plane immediately after that one had to go around so two go arounds back to back while they're like coming right up like they're right in line behind these guys and they didn't get that information air traffic control didn't pass that along to them so they did not know that and in like a small airport like buffalo as an example the pilots would probably just hear that they would hear it on the radio they would know air traffic control would probably tell them because they don't have such a huge load of of aircraft they're paying attention to right but additionally they might just hear the pilots initiate the go around and they would know like okay gotta be careful you know um but in this scenario on this day in this environment they did not get that information um and they weren't like checking the weather again because they're they got it they got the weather they got the you know the air traffic control is in charge of passing on new information to them right Mm -hmm. uh at 12 36 just a few minutes later they are on their final approach so they are coming down through 1000 feet they are close to the ground like 1000 feet again for reference so the empire state building is a higher than 1000 feet 1000 feet is like you know what it's like if you've ever landed on a plane you might not know exactly <laughs> where 1000 feet is but you know when you're like close and you can like see cars and trees and people with glasses can probably see like license plates and stuff you know <laughs> so uh through a thousand feet everything is normal stable no problems, right? We're coming in for the landing. They have no idea that the wind shear is so severe that it's caused two go-arounds directly in front of them. The captain takes control of the plane. So he's in control of the plane, and he, uh, at 930 feet, so as they dip below 1,000, everything's still fine, he disengages the autopilot so that he can land manually. Very normal. Uh, Emirates has a policy to uh, have the pilots land manually, but to leave the auto throttle on. And we've talked about that a little bit before, but the auto throttle is the system that um, where the uh, plane automatically controls the throttles on the engines. So the automatic systems in the plane are controlling how um, like revved or slow uh, the engines are going. And mm-hmm. that's to help mediate the speed, right? Because as you're landing, you have to go fast enough to stay in the air, slow enough to keep sinking. And really, it's a very exact thing to try to line that up right at the beginning of the runway, you know, and like right. land at the right speed at the right time, right height, all that. So uh, Emirates' policy is to leave the auto throttle engaged. He leaves it engaged. He is manually hand flying the plane. And uh, as they are uh, descending below 750 feet, the wind changes. Boom. All of a sudden, the wind changes, but they're ready for it. The wind shear, they got the warning. They were ready for it. The wind changes, and uh, they see that as the wind changes, the, the speed increases, right? The plane is getting like pushed forward more quickly, which is exactly the opposite of what they want. They're landing. They need their speed to slow down, but they got the auto throttles on. The auto throttles respond to the plane getting pushed forward by the wind by like revving down by, you know, a dipping down to a much lower uh, power and so the plane starts to like okay level back out right but they're they're close they're 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 coming in like this is again right at the moment of landing at 450 feet uh, and these are you know seconds later this is happening fast right so at 450 feet uh, the automatic uh, sound automation whatever on the plane says approaching minimums and I, I know we've talked about minimums a little bit but it was an episode that none of you listened to <laughs> um, about the <laughs> one of the jowl flights but um, the minimums are the uh, point at which the pilot has to decide whether or not he's going to land or reject mm-hmm. so this is the point at which the other two not this point but at 400 feet the other two 
two pilots ahead of them unbeknownst to them both like felt this wind that's like pushing them forward felt they were going too fast and said nope and initiated a go around uh, at 450 feet they get that little automated message approaching minimums and the pilot says calls out landing so the pilot uh, the captain has decided like no we're good we got this under control we're gonna put it down okay so jeremy is the pilot monitoring and he sees that there's a 16 knot tailwind uh which is again that thing that's pushing them forward he calls it out captain says like got it okay uh so he's got the information he needs and he says uh the plane calls out 100 because on this this is one of the automated features of the plane it calls out 100 meaning they're 100 feet above the ground at that moment, again, the wind changes. Oof. The wind changes, the speed increases again, and the auto throttle slows down again. And now they both slow way down. Uh, but they're still in that, they're still activated, right? The auto throttle is still controlling it. So there's an automatic system that can like make it speed back up if it needs to, right? At 1231, nope, 1237 and five seconds, they cross the threshold of the runway, but they're floating. They're not anywhere near the ground. They're more than 50 feet above the ground. No, it's not good. And they've slowed the engines down. The system has slowed the engines down. So the uh, plane is calling out in 10 feet increments now. So 50, 40, 30 as they're sinking because he's trying to put it down, right? He had, they'd picked landing. They're way past the minimums. They're way below the minimums. They're trying to put it down. So they're floating down the runway, burning up runway space at 25 feet the engines automatically go down to idle because the plane knows that they're trying to land and knows that they're not landing so the plane uh idles the engines completely so it's gliding the captain flares the nose meaning he just pulls back gently on the column picks up the nose just a little bit because planes need to land feet first captain flares the nose up nothing happens 20 feet 10 feet nothing they're still floating they're floating down the runway, not touching down. The captain, uh, in a if you really need to put the plane down and you're having a really hard time doing that, even though you want the nose up, you want to land feet first, he taps the column forward, one, two, three, trying to get, like, just tap the nose down, trying to get the plane to just go down, just sink, hit the ground, come on, land. Uh, Nope. He pumps it that third time and the wind shifts and blows the plane to the left and the captain is paying attention so he pulls it to the right when he pulls it to the right to try to stay centered the right side of the landing gear touches down and just like wobbles the plane still isn't going slow enough to actually land so it's just like skateboarding on like those back like the right side of the back landing gear while the rest of the plane is still up and off the game and it like wobbles right and the pilots are just trying to like control it right they're just trying because you're on the runway right like on a human level i really get this impulse like just put it down just get down gravity should do this Right, right? right uh when the landing gear touches down the auto throttle automatically disconnects so now they were already on idle but now the system that would tell the engines to rev back up has been disconnected it's no longer operating uh the plane like wobbles 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 on those you know back right side of the back wheels uh it's just not touching down it's not touching down the captain says okay toga meaning like take off go around he hits the toga button right because in those instances that's like this is an emergency they're burning up runway they have to like the the they have to choose to either give up trying to put the plane down and uh try to take off again or they risk burning through the runway and going off the runway right so they hit the toga button and because when this is needed by a pilot it's such like an emergency situation emergency might be strong but it's a critical 
situation um they have an automatic toga button take off go around and it helps the all of those um systems in the plane that go into action when you need to like take off really fast like we need everything to go full throttle right now lift up the nose we need the plane to like help us out it is supposed to like activate all of those systems but the auto throttle already disconnected right but the pilots don't know that. Oh. So they hit the toga button. They announce, you know, toga. Uh, they get at that moment. The plane again says has an automated message that says long landing at the same time as pressing the toga button, which actually doesn't make a lot of sense. If the plane knows that you've initiated a go around, it shouldn't be saying long landing. It shouldn't be giving you that warning because it knows it knows you know it's a long landing. You're going around, right. right? But that, again, this is all happening in like seconds. This is 10, 15 seconds, right? So the plane says long landing. They've hit the toga button. The captain pulls back on the column and the plane does lift back off, right? Uh, they get the long landing message again, even though they're off the ground and they've initiated a go around. Uh, both pilots believe that the auto throttle is increasing engine power right now that's what they think is happening it is not the they retract the flaps to 20 degrees for you know takeoff right they're they're doing their part of the takeoff procedure right jeremy the uh, co-pilot says positive climb because in that moment when he says it they are climbing they are climbing in that moment as those words leave his lips the right. plane is pulling away the captain says okay gear they lift up the gear the plane lifts only to 85 feet Oof. and then starts to descend the captain says like winch your toga which meaning like he's just announcing the reason why he's going around that's a procedural thing he's still these are professionals they're doing their job right they just don't know that why the plane it starts to sink and the captain looks down realizes the engines are in idle pushes them forward all the way max power too late (gasps) they crash back into the runway at 124 knots here's the thing all this time this like whole thing probably happened in like let's say 25 seconds maximum The flight attendants must have been ready because who knows? I don't know. You don't know. There's not a lot of articles written about this, (laughs) but that plane crashed into the ground. No landing gear. They just pulled it up. Every single solitary person got off the plane. Wow. Not a single person on board that plane died. Wow. So those i mean the flight attendants did not have any heads up that but they felt that wobble yep. and they must have been like yelling like okay like get ready everybody <laughs> like they must have yeah. they had to because that shouldn't because the plane did catch on fire right <sighs> and i wish i wish we would have like a 100% happy ending except for the poor plane but everybody got off the plane right the flight attendants did their job the pilots like you know, ordered the evacuation, did their part of the evacuation procedure. The people did their job and didn't like stock, you know, stop up the line, getting out their, you know, overhead stuff or anything like that. Like everybody got off the plane. And obviously, again, on an airport, there are like firefighters and rescue crews who are ready to go and snapped into action. The firefighters descended on the plane to put it out. And I don't know if this is like, if this was a mistake, if this was a lack of knowledge, if this was things just moving too fast, but all of the passengers, all of the crew were off the plane and far away from it, but the fire hit the fuel tank and exploded and seven firefighters got injured and one died. Oh my gosh. And I hate that it's not a 100% happy story. Every single person on that plane lived and that is wonderful. But I can't skip like this firefighter who died. You know, I can't. But again, I don't know 
I don't know why that happened because thankfully that's not that common, right? Thankfully that's not super common, but for whatever reason in this instance that happened. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So it but exploded yeah, but after, but it exploded after everyone had gotten off or when did it explode? Yeah. It exploded after everyone. It exploded actually nine minutes wow. after every single solitary person had gotten off the plane. Wow. So, yeah, I, I it's That's crazy. I mean, the 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 rescue, everybody looked the evacuation like a plus plus to those flight attendants, the passengers, the pilots are part of an evacuation. And honestly, for the pilots. So, OK, so what happened? Right. Investigation time. Well, really what happened was the the main like the biggest thing that went wrong was that the pilots did not realize that the auto throttle had disconnected. That's the linchpin, right? Everything else was stuff that they had the skills to deal with, the ability to deal with, even if it's scary and, and irregular to a certain extent. They could have handled that. The plane could have handled that. But they didn't know that they needed to rev the engines at that moment because um, they thought the plane would do it for them. Um, there's some, what I've read, I can't tell if the pilots actually didn't know that the rear landing gear had touched down, which doesn't seem possible, but some things have phrased it that way. Um, but I think it's more likely that they either didn't make the, in those seconds, in the like, you know, matter of seconds that all of this is happening, they didn't think about the fact that that would disconnect the auto throttle or right. they did think about it, but they didn't think that only one side of the landing gear would disconnect it. Right. Right. I mean, I don't know how the system works, but yeah, ideally you, you wouldn't want the auto throttle to automatically disconnect in that situation. Right. right? Like, like you would have to wait for everything but, to touch down before. It disconnects. That seems ideal. Yeah. It seems ideal. Right. Yeah. But say la vie. And this just happened. I mean, these are, this is a totally like modern aircraft. Right. I mean, again, it wasn't the newest plane, but like you and I, any of us listening to this could totally have been on this plane, could totally have had these pilots, this crew, like yeah. this, this happened like a couple <laughs> years ago. Right. And since the pandemic stopped time, really, it was only like two years exactly. ago. Exactly. And <laughs> Yeah. So there's like other stuff, like obviously the wind shear, obviously it's not great that they weren't aware that there have been two go arounds directly ahead of them. Um, would that have changed anything? They were prepared for the wind shear. They did respond to the wind shear. It just, and wind shear is, sucks. It's yeah. bad. Sometimes things are just bad. Right. right. And it's not the plane or the pilot. Sometimes like, like the wind tossing you around is yeah. just a problem. Right. Yeah. Especially when you're so close to the ground trying to land, like not ideal conditions. Exactly. No, it's like the worst possible time. It's probably, I mean, a pilot could answer this obviously, but like I imagine it being worse than having wind shear while you're trying to take off. Right. Maybe, I mean, I mean, for one reason, just because if you're trying to take off, you can just not. You right. Can, like, you're stay on the, on the ground. ground. You're yeah. safe. Right. But if you're trying to land, you might really need to land and then have that on top of it. Right. But, yeah. Wow. But. And that's, uh, did anyone get fired? Yeah. That you know of? I. We have no name not, pilot, so probably not no. a lot of info on that. I know. I feel like no name pilot. What do you think? Does no name pilot bode well or not well for him, his like employment? Like, I'm sure they got right. a union, right? Like Emirates has. I mean. It's, I don't it probably know. bodes well. It probably bodes well. I feel like it does because they don't want you to like spare the shame know. of it. Right. Right. So Cause I feel like that's I mean, I, I I don't know. I'm not HR for airlines, but I feel like that's pretty a reasonable. It's a pretty reasonable like mistake to make. It's definitely you a know? mistake that you could understand. Yeah. And it's such like an irregular situation. Right. And I do think there's like a really weird relationship between. Um, like airlines have no shortage of people who want to be pilots, yeah. right? Like there, but thankfully most airlines 
like ha- ha- hold their pilots in some kind of esteem right mm. like mm-hmm. to a certain extent you know i think that you know broadly speaking <laughs> n- no employers treat their people that well right, right. like it's just not whatever but the the um you know it it is an experienced he's an experienced person who i mean they trust thousands of people's lives and millions of dollars in equipment to him every single day yeah and you know obviously to jeremy but i i feel like I feel like Jeremy would be Jeremy. less likely to get fired. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess I, I feel like Jeremy would be less likely to get fired because right. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. And I mean, people. I mean, this was in 2016, so like, guys, it's a billion percent possible yeah. that like an Emirates pilot could listen to this and like be like, oh yeah, that's you know, right. Um, but it's harder to spend. Yeah. Like I, <laughs> for me in this my role, I am one hundred percent speculation in this podcast. Casey has all the facts. I present all speculation on my end. It's a lot harder <laughs> to speculate on on more recent stories because it's just like, damn, I don't, I don't actually know what, yeah, you know, because it's, I don't know, right. things are so different. I feel like, I mean, I don't know. I, I, it is my sincere hope that, okay, so Emirates for reference, Emirates gave every passenger on board the plane $7,000. Holy shit. And yeah, but that, for, I mean, that's, that's like jump change kind of yeah. like, you know what I mean? Oh, for them, right. <laughs> like, exactly. it'd be nice. Yeah. I, I, would, what I, mean by I that would, is like, yeah, I would love to have $7,000, right? Yeah. I don't know if I'm like, I mean, come get me but like right. like japan airlines like what are you gonna do babe like i love you but if you're an airline stuff goes wrong but yeah. we did have like uh two incidents that i was like there for where we um had to like catch people and like give them compensation and like the thing is is both situations were definitely scary but everyone was fine you know, right. they, nobody was harmed in either incident. Yeah. And so I don't think most people thought like, ah, I'll sue the airline, especially because, yeah. I mean, in general, most of the passengers are nice Japanese people. And I just don't think that the culture is quite like that. You right. know what I mean? Right. So but um, but we like if we got one of those passengers, cause everybody like would fly back to Japan and different flights, different times. Right. So we basically had like a bunch of envelopes with money inside and like the name of the passenger and then like a paper for them to sign saying like, I will not sue. I accept this money. Yeah. And honestly <laughs> it was amazing because again, the situations weren't, they were, um, they were scary. I don't want to like, if somebody yeah. had a horrible, if that really like harmed them, I do not want to, diminish that but the truth is like the good news is everyone was fine right and um and really it was awesome because people would come to get on the plane and you would like literally hand them money and it was just like the best part of my job i've ever had it's the best part of any job i've ever had like imagine can you imagine going to the airport and someone just hands you an envelope of money (laughs) right so you had to like like the whole crew or there were like specific people you had to pay or like the whole, I mean, so, all the passengers. Yeah. So if you imagine like, so a plane, the the incident happened uh, between Tokyo and JFK. Gotcha. Okay. So a plane full of passengers who were affected landed in JFK and then dispersed. They right? just like so everybody went into, their separate ways. Right. Yeah, every, everybody like went their separate ways. And so some of those passengers are home, but the vast, vast, vast majority of JAL passengers are Japanese people um, who are going to return to Japan, right? Mm. So we would like have to um, like, you know, catch them as they flew back to Japan because we would have it in their record or whatever, gotcha. they, you know, on their return ticket, you know, like this person gets an envelope of money. <laughs> and gotcha. like, oh my God, <laughs> so nice. So it's not like, it's not immediate, like, oh no, something happened in between Tokyo and JFK. Let's get them hands full of cash for when they get off the plane. I think there are situations like that, but that's usually going to be a situation like um, I know that there was um, we had like a apocalypse day. I think I, you remember yep. t- complaining about this day in January of, I guess, 2017, maybe um, yeah. they 
one a plane flew from Tokyo to New York, but there was like a blizzard and the plane, but they didn't tell them to like divert. They were like, no, no, the blizzard will probably pass. So the plane just was in a holding pattern over, you know, New York for hours oh my and God. hours following a 14 hour flight and then they told them like better divert and go to boston <gasps> and the or the pilots were like we're gonna like literally run out of fuel we have to go to boston you know so then they went to boston but like boston's not that far away if you're having a blizzard right. like what yeah. so then it like hovered over boston and they finally landed safely but it turned their flight into like you know a massively long flight yeah and i'm sure it was not the most comfortable flight in the world right Right. like anyway like i bet it was bumpy and stuff those because it went to the wrong airport and because there was no way to get those people to new york because there's a blizzard going like a massive blizzard so there's no way to get them to new york i know those people got like 800 bucks i think like if if they were like done like if yeah. if they if if you wanted like 800 bucks and then it was like you are going to use this money to like pay for a hotel or go to new york or get transportation right and like that's the end of like our responsibility for getting you to new york i think it was 800 bucks and um because i remember a few of those people somehow didn't get their 800 bucks or like we're going to boston and like it was like a good move for them you know yeah and uh yeah it's nice (laughs) but i all of that that entire irrelevant story was to say (laughs) that the amount of that that the amount of money that we gave people i do not remember how much it was but i know that it was less than but still comparable to seven thousand dollars so when i see that number it makes me think that emirates didn't consider this to be that severe even though they lost an entire plane right like an entire plane is gone and it was in dubai so the thing is is it crashed in dubai which means that this cost emirates an insane amount of money because they lost an aircraft uh, an aircraft they paid out you know piddly money really to the people but it but it was in Dubai. So all of like the interruption in like the airport itself probably like delayed thousands oh of, of Emirates flights specifically. Right. So there's like those two sides. I don't know. I don't know. So yeah. all of that to say, I don't know if the unnamed captain kept his <laughs> job or not. They might have forced him to retire. Yeah. It's one of, I I think it's a, it's an okay ending. He either was forced to retire or they just give him a slap on the wrist and said okay it's just keep going i don't i feel like he yeah didn't get fired. i think i feel like forced to retire in a lot of situations is like n- neutral yeah like not it's not good news no but it's not all the way bad news right right unless it's like corruption because there's corrupt right. versions of forcing people to retire well um, if the other like, option is getting fired and being forced to retire like i'll take the force uh, to retire amen yeah a million percent yeah <laughs> but i wish yeah I wish but that would force us to retire someone force me to retire please force, <laughs> right someone now. should force you to retire <laughs> right now you Both have done us. you or at least you should be like done for the year because yeah. you've done enough work yeah or, well done done for the year the year's only like three weeks left I you know. should be done for the year for you've, next year you've done <laughs> that would be ideal yeah. just through march <laughs> just <laughs> seriously uh but um yeah, so that's Emirates five two one. Wow, and uh, yeah, it's funny. I had I I don't I have no recollection of that story at all. No, none. No, I don't either. I'm so glad everyone I don't know lived. If that's... Besides the that poor firefighter, that's so sad. I'm so I know. I'm so disappointed. I mean, it's 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 very very sad. It's yeah. way sadder than just like not having a happy ending for your right episode, right. right? I don't mean to. I don't want to compare those. It is sad, and I guess part of me is I don't hear about that happening a lot because I know that that's right. something that firefighters are anticipating with a plane. So I don't know if like if it was like a mistake if they thought that like there weren't flames going to the fuel or if they thought that, you know, or if they thought they were far enough away and they weren't like, because thankfully 
thankfully that isn't very common and in plane crashes like it's already very uncommon and then thankfully that kind of death firefighter death is not very common um so it is very sad yeah i yeah i i i definitely feel like the flight attendants i mean the pilots kept their heads on straight yeah mostly um it definitely did they they didn't have they lost situational awareness meaning like you know more in this case it's right. not that they didn't know where they were in space but they didn't because that was basically like they weren't looking at the they weren't monitoring their instruments closely enough to realize that the engines were still on idle and jeremy love him hope he's okay did say positive climb which was true but maybe that was his moment to check if the right. engines were doing what they were supposed to do right not blaming you jerry Jer- no. if you're listening Sweet. we love, we love you. you i'm glad you're okay but but that was probably the moment yeah but thankfully glad you're alive jerry bear yeah so and then the flight attendants i mean they did oh, it because that i mean them. they they snapped into action yeah amazing amazing yeah because if it had taken nine minutes to get everybody off the plane, then we would have had a very different very ending. Very different story, you know? yeah. But, wow. yeah. So And what's the evacuation that? time? Yeah. 90 seconds? That's what they have to... I think it's 90 seconds, yeah. yeah. That's insane. Yeah. That's insane. What was it? Was it British Airways? Which flight was it? It was one of the British Airways flights where... Um, where no it was the ua flight a united flight where like it was a triple seven nope a seven four seven and like they were off the plane in like 30 seconds yeah, like yeah. everybody was just like gone like <laughs> right. good job a plus people <laughs> goodbye yeah <laughs> by the by the way guys like i love every little like every one of you and um some of you do have like a much deeper knowledge of these stories than I do. And so whenever I do stuff like it's like a UA flight, like, you know, like this. And I think like, I know there's people listening to this who are like, Casey, it's United Airlines flight 34. It happened like on screaming June at 10th. themselves. Yes. I'm like so grateful for you. So sorry to disappoint. I can't hold the numbers no, in my brain. No, my but. goodness. I, I admire people who can, I will never, I could never yeah never i i hate to like i think over gendering stuff is like a losing game and inaccurate but i do i felt like i remember like i watched wrestling with my brothers i watched you know baseball um football boxing you know like i whatever all that stuff yeah and i like all of that yeah but my brothers could like had like people's like weights memorized and they're like stats and stuff like that impossible yeah no never could i do that Never. No, the best I could ever do is make like an educated guess. Like I'm not going to remember your like batting average unless there's something remarkable about right. it. You know, I guess like if you have like a 0. 0.4 or whatever, like then I might be like, whoa, whoa oh, right. but like, whoa, but I won't remember. Yeah, so. no, not at all. Not stuff like that. I just I think I for me, I just don't hold it close enough to my heart to care. Like, I'm, I'm very happy that someone has a good batting average. I just don't, I don't have the space for it. <laughs> no, you know? that's real. That's real. The space, that is someone real. else has the space for it. I personally do not. Yes, that's specialization and it's a marvelous <laughs> part of being a human being. Right. Just like someone else has that covered. Yep. I don't need to worry about covered. it. Right. It's, it's kind of so a relief to think, th- think of things that way sometimes yes like i remember you were you had asked me one time if like the idea of space freaks me out and it's actually and i think a lot of people it does outer space yes like outer space of how vast it is and it's actually it's like the thing that calms me and i think about it a lot of thinking about how big the universe is and it's like okay this shit really doesn't matter like it's fine we're all just doing fine we're all doing the best we can like this it's just I don't know. It's weird that it does that because I feel like for a lot of people it doesn't. It freaks people out. But I don't know. For me, it just it calms the hell out of me. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's infinite space. Isn't it great? <laughs> just like takes yeah. the pressure off. It, I don't know. You're. I mean, yes. Right. Like that. <laughs> it is like unnerving. Well, it's kind of like dwelling on 
god or any yeah, you know, like the right. concept of this like in infinite like infinity it's like a very hard thing to conceptualize yeah. and ooh, it's a different conversation yeah. but like <laughs> the idea <laughs> that of like you know dwelling or like meditating on this idea it i i agree with you that it's like there's something peaceful about it i wouldn't say it's just peaceful for me I, there is like a part of it that's like that definitely evokes that mm. but there's also a part that will like be like ooh, spooky, spooky. You know? yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Like, like, ooh, don't spooky. think about it too much but, yeah yeah i gotta keep it in yeah because i don't as you know I don't believe in like organs. Right. <laughs> and what I mean by that is like, I just cannot believe that like when I'm in a room with like five people, that there are five livers right. in that room. I don't buy it. Not buying it. It's science. Fake. So that part of my brain that is wrong and I get it. But like that part of my brain is like space is fake. Right. Like <laughs> the moon, the sun, I got them. Right. I got them on lock and everything else is just lights. I don't believe. So yeah, my like human denial probably yeah. like, the denial of things that you can't understand right. definitely kicks in. Exactly. But, and like yeah. in a non-conspiracy theory kind of way, but just like in a pure oh human kind of way. Yes, I would fight a flat earther <laughs> to the death for saying there's oh no God. such thing as space. But right. like, right. <laughs> but Love privately, it. like I get it, bro. Like right. I get why this is, why you think maybe this isn't, seems crazy, you know? <laughs> Right. Because that's what they say, right? Like flat earthers and like people who are like deny the existence of space say like, you know, we're supposed to be flying through space at like, you know, 200,000 miles per hour. Do you feel like you're moving? And it's like, you know, you're wrong. (laughs) Right. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. But I do get it because it's true. I don't feel it, (laughs) you know, but (laughs) like, right. I I get what you're you're saying. Right. (laughs) Right. And that's the thing. It's like if you've ever like the example is always like get into the back of a pickup truck and jump while the car is driving. Like just jump up. Right. You don't fly off. Like you you stay you stay in the truck bed. You don't fly back. And so like that should be the end of the conversation. (laughs) But like here we are. (laughs) Anyway. Yeah. So anyone who's like still listening, BFFs, but um, hopefully let's see if I can still remember one more time in case Aaron is still listening. Aaron, I'm sorry. My social anxiety got the best of me. (laughs) (laughs) And um, wait, Danan, wait, you got it. Davanandapuram. There, there you go. So, all right. You got a fact, I bet. I do have a fact. I have a circus related fact. (laughs) Oh, how, 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 uh, so for, monumental. What is the word? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, timely. I don't know. We timely. That's the word. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I haven't been to the circus since I was a very, very little kid. One of our friends in New York here, there was a circus in New York and she wanted to go. So I was like, all right, yeah, we'll, we'll go to the circus very different yeah. first of all very different experience <laughs> than what yeah. i remember as a child um yeah no you know cruelty to animals which was nice they did have a dog show mm-hmm. the dogs like barely listened so i was like okay they're definitely not being beat in the back oh my uh, gosh. <laughs> and that was the only animal that was present so it was good all around in oh. that regard um mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just different than what I remember as a kid. But anyways, so cotton yeah. candy, of course. Did it smell like popcorn? I was gonna say, yeah, I used some cotton yeah. candy. Did it smell like popcorn? I imagine it did. Yeah, we the all the whole row had. Oh God! Uh, no, Darn it's okay. it, Mariah. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, <sighs> I still can't taste and smell. Leave in your heart. I know. Sorry. Sorry. Still can't. Guys, get but vaccinated. I'm sure it did. I mean, we like, all had popcorn, so I think it probably did yeah. smell like popcorn. Yeah. everyone should get vaccinated yeah please cause... it's terrible don't get covid and just get vaccinated because it's not good the well it's actually funny that we bring this up because i one of our friends got cotton candy and i was like i don't think i don't remember having cotton candy since i lost my taste and smell like almost oh. a year ago now and so i was yeah. like yes let me try it Oh my God. Horrifying. It just, it was like melted (laughs) hair in my mouth (laughs) and I wanted to vomit immediately. (laughs) 
sorry. You know, I don't mean to laugh, but like it was oh, I can't no. even explain it. Like I put it in my mouth and was like immediately abort this mission. It's horrifying. No. It's terrible. <laughs> Who invented oh. this? So I needed to look it up I'm and so was like, sorry. what the fuck? Um Cotton candy, and this is kind of more the funny part, but cotton candy was invented by a dentist. And it's really, yeah, it's unclear whether there was, there were like some ulterior motives here as to, to keep dentistry around. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, he like, there was a uh, John C. Wharton partnered with a candy guy. Or no, no, awesome. sorry. John C. Wharton is the candy guy. Uh, William Morrison uh-huh. is the dentist. And they partnered together to make cotton candy and they called it fairy floss fairy floss do you know was it in what country was it in who could say sorry okay sorry i don't i did not mean to like throw you a curveball (laughs) the reason i ask is because cotton candy is like one of those things where it's like really fun to like hear what it the word is in other languages like what the translation is because like french is papa's beard and like what the yeah and in the danish boys i think it's i think fairy floss is what they call it but it's like fairy fusa or whatever like yeah because danish is just english with a silly accent fight me guys <laughs> but um, um i think it was the u.s it's the candy maker was in tennessee oh. so oh okay usa it appears to be excellent job crazy folks because i i Okay, I'm so sorry that you do not like cotton candy. I used to in this moment. Yeah, exactly. I know. <laughs> and as things are, like, but the Papa's beard thing is what like came to mind because you're like, it's oh just, yeah. like hair, yep. like melting hair, yep. like yeah, yeah. That's Papa's exactly beard what it is, right there. <laughs> just like a, but, a mouthful of um, beard. Ugh. The if you all want like a wonderful soul nourishing like palate cleanse just google or like look up on youtube feeding raccoons cotton candy because yes. it is top notch yes. content because i don't want to spoil it so like skip ahead if you don't want a spoiler <laughs> but raccoons dip their food in water mm-hmm. they like the cotton candy they dip it in water they can't find yep. it i could watch it so all day good. i could watch it all day <laughs> oh, there's, I, oh, oh it's so good there's a special needs raccoon on TikTok who has like their own TikTok and oh, uh, they just oh. like try different f- foods on the TikTok. Like that's oh. that's the whole channel or account that's or whatever it's called. Uh, and it's yeah. it's amazing. I have to send it to you. Please. Yeah, please do. Yes. I I like deeply envy people who get to have like pet. Yeah. Pets of any kind. Let's yeah. just be real. <laughs> any pet. Yeah. I'm like not a dog person and I talk about getting a dog like all the time. And Just then like Brian anything. is like I'll take anything. Anything literally anything. 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 <laughs> anything that breathes anything. and is not a human. Right, exactly. Just a soft I do soft. I'm like, I feel like I want soft. Like yeah. I feel like I saw the small turtles and I like turtles, but I want something a little a mammal. Yeah. A warm blood critter. But um people who have like raccoons or foxes or squirrels obviously like anything like that i just feel like that's so cool yeah and very uh, cool yeah but it's good i'll feed my squirrels outside there you go I'll, i'll let that be enough for now but thank you for the fairy floss fairy floss candy floss papa's beard Guys, oh my gosh. Okay, if anyone's still listening to this, couple things. One, send us what they call cotton candy in your yes. country. I am curious. Two, send us the recording of you saying Dhananva Param. Nope. Dhananda Param. Ah, dang it. But anyway. <laughs> um three, yeah. we haven't done the thing. We haven't done the thing where we ask for a country. We've oh, forgot. Yeah, we I'm have so sorry. not done that in a while. I want to say that there are actually a lot of you in Poland, but I think yeah. that all of you know to check out by this time. So yep. like if you're in Poland <laughs> and you're listening, thank you. Send us a picture of your yard because yeah. there's a lot of you. So, but you might all just like come for the sweet, sweet aviation content and not make it this far. Yeah. But, which is fair. Um, but Poland, and then we should have a backup. We should just do a US one. 
Yeah. Is it bad to do a generic U.S. one? It's Christmas. Let's just pass them out. Yeah, just hand them out like cotton candy. Like cotton candy. <laughs> like cotton candy, baby. Yeah. I don't know. That could be fun. It'd be fun to fill up the yeah. Instagram or yeah, like, like have a big story holiday. if it's Christmas time. Oh, yeah. yes. Your holiday yards or whatever. Whatever you're doing. Yes. For whatever your holiday Christmas you're tree. celebrating. Christmas tree. Yeah. Um. Yes. Literally anything. Any any holiday yeah. that you celebrated this time of year, not a holiday. I find it always like very, I don't know, like any place that's warm at this time of oh. year, right? Is just like very fascinating yes. for my brain. Yep. So yep. like, yeah. So we would happily receive, let's just do anybody. Yeah. With a special request for Poland because <laughs> there's a lot of y'all you. missed us yeah. last time <laughs> and there's a lot of you. <laughs> But yeah, send us a picture and it'll be our Christmas surprise. And um, yeah, cool. Uh, follow us on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, follow us on TikTok. Yep. Email us at thepodcrashed at gmail.com. Uh, and yeah, that's an episode. Wow. Yeah. I love you so much, Mariah. Love you, Casey. Bye. I love each and every one of you. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Hey, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of The Pod Crashed. We so hope you enjoyed it. Uh, if you noticed anything that we got wrong or you wanted to get in touch with us for any reason, just to say hi, you can email us at thepodcrashed at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram and TikTok. Uh, we're almost a year old. The podcast is almost a year old, which is wild. And uh, it has been such a fun year. I cannot believe that uh, there are strangers in other countries listening to this. So thank you so, so much to all of you. Uh, if you are one of those strangers who's listening to us, I uh, will direct you back to our email address and social media so we can be less of a stranger. Uh, but if there's anything that you think would be fun, anything you'd like to do to celebrate one year, uh, message us, let us know. Uh, Besides that, we hope you have the best day. Thank you so much for listening. See you next week. So